Hi guys, and welcome back to Sweat, Thrive, Glow. My name is Katie, and I am the creator behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. And today we're talking about something a little bit different. And I really wanted to talk about my journey becoming a fitness professional and some tips and tricks if you are trying to get into the industry. So I'm going to start with what I know, and that's my background. So Instagram makes it look real glamorous to be a fitness influencer, a fitness professional, a fitness instructor. And let me tell you, it's a really fun job. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I have the best job in the entire world, but that doesn't mean that it's not a job. Instagram makes it look easy. There's the gym shark with the white presets and the spray tan and the booty bands and the muscles and the fresh blood and the lashes. And it, it makes it look like it's so easy. And let me tell you guys, it is a hustle, seven days a week, no days off. And I really, really, really mean that. If you want to grow and build in this industry, you have to be willing to hustle. Um, It's not going to happen overnight. I have been in this industry for six years. I think that that's sometimes a little bit overlooked because Stride has just been a part of my life for the last like 10-ish months. Um, which is definitely where I've grown the most, but I've worked at three other studios. I've been teaching since I was 20 years old, and this is just a piece of the journey that you're seeing now, um, but you're not seeing all of the back work. So let's talk about my education. I'm peak certified, so peak Pilates. I did a, it was supposed to be a four-month program, but I think we had like a blizzard in February or something, so it ended up being five months. It was grueling. Um, Our exam was very challenging. You had to teach and perform um, the exercises perfectly. There was a written exam. um, There was you teaching and then also you performing the exercises. So it was pretty intense. And I was doing that all while I was in nursing school, which is my other background in health and wellness is I do have my degree in nursing. Um, So I think that that's a real asset to me. I definitely could be where I'm at today without the $600 a month student loan payments, but that's a chat for another day. Um, I have my education in nursing, but I did four months of training at a studio that has since moved to Manhattan. It was called Bodies by Pilates. Um, And I worked there, I want to say for two years, I worked there all the way through nursing school, I believe. Um, And... It was great. It was, I was a baby instructor. I really didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't great at teaching. I was just trying to get my feet wet. I definitely could have had my own personality there, had my own spark. It definitely wasn't something where I was controlled creatively. Um, I just didn't have the confidence to be that creative yet. And I also just didn't have the tools. You're, you don't start teaching and become this amazing instructor. Um, it just doesn't happen like that. So in the process of me getting certified and starting teaching, I was nannying, I would leave nannying and I would go take classes and then I would practice teach and I would do homework at the studio in between, um, practice. So I would practice for 20 minutes. I would write half a paper. I would get back on the machine and I was very lucky and fortunate that the place that I was training trusted me enough, um, and saw enough potential in me to hire me before I was finished and kind of take me under their wing and give me a little bit more guidance and gave me a key to the studio. And I really got to utilize the studio and it became definitely my home away from home. I was there anytime that there wasn't a class going on. I was there practicing, practice teaching, just even being in the studio helped me 
be creative. I literally would just camp out there. Um, so I got certified. No one has their teaching style right out of the gate. I was awful. I remember my first class ever. I was so shaky. I was nervous. I'm pretty sure it was a full class. I think we had eight or 10 reformers and this, you had to walk up the stairwell to come up to the, the, the studio it was beautiful. And there was a couple, a married couple, and they were fighting as they were coming up the stairs, bickering the entire time, like whispering to each other on the reformer, like talking through their teeth. I don't know what they were fighting about, but all I know is their attention filled up the room. I was nervous. It was a class that, I mean, they got a good workout out of it, but I was, I mean, butthole puttering the entire time. So I was there for a while and then, um, that studio closed down and it opened up a location that was too far from school for me. So it didn't end up working out. And then I started working for another studio and this was my first experience working at a franchise. And what I learned is that I do not have the personality for a franchise. And I should have realized that, um, from the get go, it was definitely more of a contemporary cert, um, like a contemporary studio. There's different types of Pilates, um, and I am classically trained. So the way that Joseph Pilates like intended it, Joseph Pilates is, is the founder of Pilates. I like to call him a sugar daddy because um, homeboy pays my bills. So I was working at a franchise and there's just less creative freedom, freedom because they want it to be a branded experience for every type of studio of theirs that you walk in, which totally makes sense. It's a business model. Um, it just takes away from the instructor being able to do what they need to do. Um, it was a small studio. There wasn't too, too many clients. I definitely had the larger amount of clients in the studio and guys, I came in way too hot for a franchise. I should have backed off. I shouldn't have like let my fleek freak flag fly so soon in the beginning. Um, and it was, it was too much, too soon, came in too hot, um, definitely wasn't the best fit for them or for me. So then I left to teach full-time. I got a full-time offer um, at a very corporate gym. And I was like, this is it. I can teach full-time and I can get health insurance. And this is amazing. This is going to be my dream come true. And then what I realized is corporate is corporate. And it was more sales and pitching and meetings and commission. And it just wasn't for me. I am not somebody who needs to sell. I don't want to sell Pilates. I don't want to sell supplements. I don't want to sell anything. I think that Pilates speaks for itself. I think that I have a personality that sells itself. And I don't want to be pitching myself to people who don't want to be in the room. Because if they cave and now they're in the room, they're not there because they want to be. They're there because you pressured them to be. Um, uh, It just wasn't for me. I was working 15-hour days. I was working six days a week. I was doing a lot of admin, which I didn't get paid for. I was going to a lot of meetings that I also didn't get paid for. It just wasn't my scene. I felt very, very um, drained. It took my love out of Pilates and I didn't feel like I was giving the respect to the practice that it deserved. And so it was time for me to leave. And so I left there full time. Um, I still stayed on, on group fit. Um, which was so fun and definitely something that I enjoyed doing. And I learned a lot from that. Um, I learned a lot from every experience that I had, but definitely from that one. And then one day in the dead of winter, I get a phone call from Tori and Tori was like, Hey, Jess and I are opening up a studio 
and we want to have reformers and we want you to teach Pilates there. What do you think? And she was like, no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. And I was like, I'm in. Anything that you're doing, I'm in. Count me in. I will do whatever you need. However many classes you want me to teach, I am swan diving. I believe in you. I believe in Jess. I believe in whatever this is. I already knew that I wanted to be a part of it. And so Jess had taken my class before and so had Tori. So they knew my teaching style. They knew um, what they were getting from me. And so it was very, very easy to slide into stride. And the one thing that I can say about them, oh my God, that I appreciate so much as an instructor is they never, ever told me how to teach. Not one time. They didn't say, I mean, we came up with formatting and we talked about all of that stuff, but they never were like, you have to teach this style. You have to be this personality. And if you come into the Pilates room, there's three of us who teach You are going to get a completely different experience from me than you're going to get from Sarah, than you're going to get from Babs. And I absolutely love that. You are not getting a cookie cutter version of the same boring exercises and Jason Mraz is not playing in the fucking background. Like I like a lot of rap music while I'm working out and while I'm teaching. Babs does some like throwback stuff. Sarah really loves some like EDM, like dance music. And I love that all three of us can bring our own authentic spin to the practice. And so it feels so real to the clients because it is. So this is the first time in probably four years out of my six years of teaching that I've had complete creative freedom. Um, I've completely, I can pick my exercises, my music. If clients don't love my personality, they can go to a different instructor. And Tori and Jess are totally cool with that. And I and I know all three, all the instructors are really cool with the fact that we all have a different style and we're going to attract different clients. And because we're all different, it makes us stronger together. So I definitely found the place where I'm supposed to be teaching. Um, they allow us to be on brand to us and no two instructors are the same. So know that if you want to do this, if you want to be a fitness instructor and your first studio doesn't feel right to you, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough or that you are in the wrong field. It just might mean that you need to search around for the right studio and it might take you some time. And listen, when I started teaching, the studio that I started at was the right studio for me, for sure. Um, definitely had the same creative freedom that I have at Stride. Um, but I wasn't ready for it yet. I wasn't that caliber of instructor for that amount of freedom yet. Um, and I've learned different things at every studio that I've been a part of um, that got me prepared to be a Stride level instructor. So I am so thankful for everyone who has been a part of my journey, every client, every instructor, every mentor, every business owner, every manager um, has taught me so much about the industry. And I just had to find the place that fit me and my personality. I say all the time, I'm HR's worst nightmare. I have no filter. I say what's on my mind. And Stride is a place that I can have those unfiltered conversations with my clients and they the clients themselves can also engage in those unfiltered conversations. And it's just really nice to not have to be, I don't know, fake, inauthentic, um, overly professional. Like we still have to maintain obviously a level of professionalism, but when you are working with clients, there's something that happens when your endorphins start to release that it's almost becomes therapy. 
And I feel the same way when I'm with my trainer or I'm talking to my coach. Um, It becomes this level of therapy. Now, let's talk about success in the industry. So that was kind of the background of my story. I've worked for six years. Um, This shit does not happen overnight. This is a hustle. Here's the thing. If you're going to get a return on investment, you have to hustle. This is not a nine to five job. If you are of the millennial mindset that you want to start at nine, you want to be done at five, you're not going above and beyond, this is not the industry for you. It's not. You need to leave. Um, You have to be able to work when others are playing. That's the only way to have clients. You have to be willing to work when other people have their free time. That's when people are going to be able to take classes or work with a personal trainer or have nutrition consults, whatever it is that you're going to do. You need to make sure that you're educated. You have to know your shit. Um, It's so easy for people to Google their way to quote unquote knowledge. Um, Go above and beyond that. Get certified. Buy textbooks for classes that you haven't taken. Um, I have like seven textbooks that I have in my Amazon cart that are like my next textbooks that I'm reading uh, because I'm going to be a lifelong learner of movement and of the psyche and all of the things that go beyond just my reformer room because I want to continue building and growing and learning. Okay. So you're going to have to be a lifelong learner. Science keeps getting better and progressing and you don't want to be behind the eight ball. Okay. Long hours. Your hours are going to be long um, and you don't get to clock out, especially if you're trying to grow an online brand. Um, Side note, if you want to be a personal trainer and you want to do online coaching, I think it's really important that you first train people in real life. Um, It's very, very, very difficult to coach people online if you haven't done it in person. I also believe that if you are going to be a coach, you should have a coach um, and make sure that you're coachable, as well as if you are going to be a trainer, you should have a trainer to make sure that you remain trainable. That's a side note. But you have to be willing to hustle. You have to be willing to set that 3.30 a.m. alarm. You have to be willing to train a client at 8 or 9 p.m. And I tell my clients all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. However, in this instance, in this level of hustle, while you can't pour from an empty cup, you can't eat with an empty bank account, guys. And in this industry, if you are not working, you are not earning, you are not making money, you are not eating, okay? So... While you can't pour from an empty cup, you still can't eat from an empty bank account. So you're going to have to put in those long hours, okay? You need to make sure that you're giving them something extra. Whether it's you are making them laugh through a workout, whether you are pushing them harder than their trainer before, results aren't going to get repeat clients. You have to be friendly. You have to be funny. You have to have really good playlists, like something, you don't have to be all of those things. It's great if you are all of those things, but if one of them is a weakness, you're going to have to step it up in another area. Um, You have to provide a killer class or your clients won't promote you and they are your best form of free advertising. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Your clients are your best advertisements. They are your free advertisements. Once they start seeing progress or if they found a song or that they can show to their girlfriends while they're getting ready to go to the club, or they just have like an extra glow about them, they're going to be like, oh, I just left Pilates class, or oh, I was just working with my personal trainer. And you want them to want to talk about you. So you want to be doing a really good job so they promote for you free advertising, 
holla at your girl. Okay. Next thing, you need to make sure that you're walking the walk. If you are a personal trainer, you need to be lifting. If you are a spin instructor, you need to be spinning. Um, you need to walk the walk. Okay. You can't promote this healthy lifestyle if you aren't leading the lifestyle yourself. It just is what it is. You need to walk the walk. Okay. Now, here's where social media comes in. Social media is amazing. It is a great way for you to get clients. It is a great way to connect to your audience. It is a great way to have a sounding board so that when your clients are at a cocktail hour and they're talking about you, they can pull you up on their phone and show who you are to their friends. I do that with Ryan all the time, my trainer. I will pull up a picture of Ryan and be like, this is who I work with. This is what his prices are. They're so much better than X, Y, and Z. And here's why you should be working with him. Um, I do that all the time. My coach, I think she's incredible. I pull up pictures of her all the time. And I'm like, this is who I'm working. I'm proud to associate myself with these people. So definitely have some sort of social media, either for your business or I would say keep your personal stuff off of it and make it just business. That's my personal view of it. Um, It can get hairy when things cross over. Um, So have that business account. Then (laughs) let's make this clear. We don't buy followers. Okay. I don't love, and you can tell, here's the thing. If you buy followers, you do the follow for follower, you're joining these like follow pods or whatever they are. The problem is the engagement isn't authentic and you'll have 10K followers, but 100 likes on your picture and your impact isn't that substantial. Let your following grow organically. Let it grow naturally. Let it grow authentically. So the people who are following you are your actual clients or people who have the potential to become clients. There was a girl who posted on Instagram and I was really impressed that she did this. She has over a million followers and she wanted to do merch and she went to do merch And in order for them to make the sweatshirts, whatever it was that she was making, they needed like 35 orders. She had over a million followers and she couldn't get 35 fucking people to buy a sweatshirt, meaning her reach was far, but her impact was almost non-existent. So you want to make sure that you're making an impact. Um, Post good shit and attract the good people. Don't just Google information for a caption. If it's not something that is coming organically to you, don't post it because people can feel it through the internet. They really can. Um, If I'm having an off day, I pull back from social media. My closest friends and family will be like, ooh, she's definitely having an off day. She's not posting. She's not on stories. Um, Or sometimes I've like not posted for a week because my captions would have sucked because I just wasn't into it. Um, If you need to pull back, pull back, but always post things that are meaningful to you and that are going to grow your brand. Now, this one's really, really important. Set your intention. Find your why behind why you want to be in this industry, because let me tell you, it is cutthroat. It is highly, highly, highly competitive, which we'll touch on later. Um, But having the intention of, quote unquote, helping people isn't big enough. You need to have something, a bigger driving force behind you. Because let me tell you, you can help someone out by putting your fucking cart away at the grocery store. Okay. Don't leave it in the middle of the fucking parking lot. That's helping people. 
sure, being a trainer is helping people, but it needs to be bigger than that. Like your impact needs to be bigger than that. Your intention needs to be bigger than that. Or you're going to want to hit the snooze button. You're not going to take those late night clients. Helping people is great, but like, do you want to change their lives? Do you want to increase their mobility? Like, what is it? What is your intention behind becoming a trainer. Helping people is just not deep enough. Um, It's not going to get you out of bed at three o'clock in the morning. I can promise you that because I've had those jobs where I'm like, okay, I'm helping people. Okay, I'm helping people. And it just wasn't enough. So making sure that you're setting an intention. Okay. All right. This is a dumb one, but it's super important. Pack your lunch. I'm serious. Bring food with you always. Being a trainer, being active in these streets, it is not a normal nine to five. You are active. You are working. You are walking. You are picking things up and putting them down and you're using your core and you're demoing. Pack your lunch. And we're going to end with one last one. This industry is hyper competitive. You are not just competing with the trainers at your gym with you. You are competing with people all over the world. With social media, people can find a trainer anywhere. Okay. I have an online trainer. I have an online macro coach. I have a personal trainer who I've worked with in person. I've done it all. And let me tell you, I found them all through social media. Competition within yourself and within your industry are, it's just, it is what it is. You're going to have competition. And here's the thing. You can either compete with people or you can collaborate. And I highly, highly, highly recommend taking the collaboration route. Um, There's no reason to burn bridges if you don't have to. Um, There are going to be people who don't believe in the collaboration model, and that's fine. You don't have to work with them. You can still be cordial and professional, whatever. But I highly recommend collaborating with others in the industry, growing your reach, because they're going to have strengths that are your weaknesses and vice versa. So I think if you can work alongside other people in the industry, you will go a lot further and just be kind. Like, just don't be an asshole. Um, Don't be a client stealer. Don't um, talk shit behind people's backs. If you notice that somebody is doing something maybe not in the best way or in the best light or best for their clients, be like, Hey, here's this article that I read, or here's what I learned in my training. Can you show me what you learned? And maybe they're doing something because they learned it that way. And maybe it's outdated or maybe it's new and you just didn't know it. Um, so highly recommend collaborating instead of competing. There will always be an up and comer. There will always be somebody who, um, thinks that they know what they're talking about and maybe they do and maybe they don't. Um, but collaborate over competition. All right. I also had a ton of people reply back to my Instagram poll of things that they want, um, up and comers in the fitness industry to know. However, I feel like this podcast is getting a little bit lengthy. So I think we're going to make that a part two. I think I'm going to poll and continue to interview people in the fitness industry. Um, and get a really well-rounded podcast on that for you guys. I think that that could be a topic for a later date. If you guys have any feedback, any questions, always, always, always let me know. If you are an up-and-comer in the fitness industry, um, I hope that this helped. If you're thinking about joining the fitness industry, again, I hope this helped. Um, As always, make good choices. Look both ways. Love you the most.